This is You'll Die Trying. I'm Jonathan Carroll. And I'm Joy Carroll. Nathan is not among us. It's been crazy. I've been traveling with Joy. Nathan's traveling with Megan. We haven't seen each other in months. But nonetheless, um, well, You'll Die Trying has suffered as a result. <laughs> Why do I want to say, good morning, Vietnam? I know. I always <laughs> think that good morning. I think that all the time. Oh, that's funny. Well, anyway, Joy, thanks for being here. Um, we have... We've been here, there, and everywhere. We have. My pleasure to be here. And we had the privilege of recording our podcast earlier today only for a technical uh, failure, <laughs> thermonuclear it's failure. It's not a failure. It's just a learning process. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a terminated opportunity. <laughs> a frustration. Which, which gives us an opportunity to do it again, which is lovely. So here we are, episode 104. I think we should call it Catching Up because it's been forever since anyone has been in the recording studio. I had to clear out the cobwebs. Or take two. Yeah, take two. Even better. Let's call it that, take two. Isn't that <laughs> a band, up, take, take two. two? I don't know, is it? Um, so here we are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's been going on recently? Oh my gosh, we just got back from Peru. Yes, we did. Yes, How was we it? We did. It was awesome. We took our older two girls, Mary Cat and Jules, and then and the two of us, and we were gone for ten days, and it was incredible, unbelievable. Oh, so beautiful. Best trip I've ever been on. Me too. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was. The people were so nice. It was beautiful. The Andes Mountains were incredible. Everything was breathtaking. Machu Picchu was incredible. Gosh, beautiful. Oh, great food, great company. It was an awesome experience. It was. It was. The uh, planes, trains, and automobiles through coastal cities, urban centers, one and a half times the size of New York City, Lima. Mm-hmm. To the high jungle, the rainforest, the Andes Mountains, the highlands, the lowlands. <laughs> and everything in between. And that was just for a few days. Imagine if you had several weeks to explore that country. Oh, it was incredible. God, it's if you haven't been, you need to go. People have said, what's in Peru? They don't know if they say that. And we didn't. We didn't. But and it was a pleasant surprise. We got turned on to it by uh, some some people who Ooh, had we gone. Got turned on to it. Hello, <laughs> and I'm um, still turned on by it, even <laughs> though I've been there. It's wonderful. So I want to encourage people: if you ever have an opportunity to go to Peru, if you've never thought about it, now's the time to think about it. Start your plan. Start your trip. We take a magazine, a travel magazine, and it had a picture of Machu Picchu as one of the places to take your teenagers before they leave home which is kind of what we were hoping to do with this trip with your two girls, especially yes. the oldest, Mary Catherine. And it's been on my bucket list. Yeah. And you're up for anything. Oh, always. And you had not gone, which, I mean, to pick some place where you haven't traveled is pretty darn good. Well, mo- that's most places. but Not true. This is one of those times when I did, um, I did get to go somewhere I've never been. And it so was, what was your favorite? Well, my favorite accommodation 
Um, we stayed in a, a chain of properties called Belmond, which is Italian for beautiful world. And they have, uh, they have properties, a couple of them in, in like North America. I like how you that in. And uh, uh, several in South America, I would say probably five or six, a couple in Africa, maybe four, and then some other places. And we had never heard of it. Yeah. But we uh, heard about it because of someone, an influencer actually online who had traveled. And so we did some research and found, hey, this is a place. So we looked at the Belmond hotels and my favorite accommodation of all of them. And one of them was exquisite. It was right there at the gate of Machu Picchu. But my favorite was, I think, Rio your favorite too. Sagrado. Rio Sagrado. And we actually planned Holy our river. entire trip around that one accommodation mm. at Utabambe River. That's it. That it? Did yeah. I say it right? Utabamba. Woo! It's a villa-style hotel, so you get a kind of a little house, and you open uh, the blinds and throw open the door, and there's the Andes Mountains. There's the Utabamba River. There's green grass between you and it. There are alpaca. Alpaca. I cried there, and I cried at Machu Picchu. Uh, You cried. I cried there, and I cried at Machu Picchu, too. You cried again, didn't you? Yeah, but that's because we were hiking. And <laughs> loss of breath. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> Just tears mm-hmm. <laughs> and sweat. Yeah. Uh, we so. had beautiful weather the entire time. It rained the day we left. Yeah. Other than that, it could not have been more perfect. Right. Mm. Right. It was awesome. So, um, favorite place to stay, definitely in the Sacred Valley. Um, favorite place on the whole trip was Machu Picchu. Oh. But in addition to that, gorgeous, unbelievable middle of the mountains, um, Incan Citadel, were several other Incan uh, remains and ruins and terraces, fortresses, and palaces. And they're all just, they're incredible. The stonework. Oh, it is something. Wow. That you can't even put a slip of paper between the, these huge boulders. I mean, boulders six times the size of a person. Made me feel very small. Yeah, which is, <laughs> I like that feeling. I need that feeling more and more because, as we said, the food was great. Oh, the food was awesome. What was that fish that we had? Paiche. Paiche. An Amazon river fish. And we ordered it at... Big as a Cadillac. Yes, it. we had paiche. Say it again. Mm, Ribs. And they were ginormous. And it was an Amazon fish. And it was probably the best fish I've ever had in my life. Uh, absolutely the best for me, too. Ugh. That same night, we had one of my favorite dishes, was which was roasted plantain, split open and filled with spiced ground beef covered with cheese. Beef and cheese. If you've never had a banana beef and cheese taco. <laughs> That's what it was at this Amaz restaurant in residential Lima. Oh, was, you loved it, was, it. I loved all the food. Yes, I did too. I and had Mary Kat and Jules did as well. And we have one picky eater. Yeah. So yeah. that says a lot too. I, I agree. We had a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. I ate alpaca once. He did. And you know what? It was delicious. It's kind of between uh, tenderloin, beef tenderloin, and pork tenderloin. Yeah, exactly. It was oh, exactly that. It was so good. Yeah. The girls did not like you eating that. This is why I didn't get guinea pig, which is kind of the delicacy of Peru. Well, I mean, it is kind of gross. It's on a stick. And it's been roasted over an open pit. Yes. Okay. Remember the one place where we went and they brought out all these meats and there was a meat on a skewer and mm. Juliana ate it up. I took one bite and I didn't tell you this, but I spit it in my napkin. Mm. Mary Catherine ate one um, one piece, but that was it. What, Corazon del Baca. What was it? Heart of the cow. Oh, 
Yeah, we went to this uh, Wyra Ranch where they did a horse show. Mm-hmm. A woman dancing with these horses, and it was it was lovely. And they brought out all this food in uh, Corazon. <laughs> and that is vaca. one of their delicacies. Cow heart. Cow heart. I liked it. Yeah. Jules liked it, but she wanted meant that now. Well, now that she knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's kind of grossed out by it. <laughs> There's a lot of food. I mean, they kept serving. After you get dessert, then they all bring you the next thing. Oh, and what about your favorite new drink? Peru has a uh, liqueur. It's cor- It's uh, actually grape-based called Pisco. Mm. P-I-S-C-O. And you and loved Pisco Sours. Amazing. Pisco, simple syrup, lime juice, egg white, and Angostura bitters. Yes. That's Shaken. Good job. Not stirred. I had Peruvian wine, which was very good. Yeah. A little sweeter, but I really liked it. Not yet famous. Not yet, but it will be. Our guide, Jose Carlos. JC. Who's a musician. Mm-hmm. As well as a... National Geographic local expert in Peru. He was wonderful. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. So good with the kids, too. And, I mean, he just, nicest, nicest guy. Our driver, Mario, mm-hmm. amazing. Very little English, but the sweetest man. Oh, so sweet. And nice Peruvian people are the kindest, yeah. just most thoughtful. And they really want to teach you about their country, and they're so proud of it, and just lovely, lovely people. I'm afraid we would not have that same experience if we had, if we knew people who were coming into the U.S. for their first time. I don't know that they would have that kind of um, hospitality and genuine thoughtfulness and care. That would be a no. Yeah. Get off in New York, and it's F you. And you're on your own. And you're on your own. Good luck, buddy. Yeah, which, you know, that's tough. <laughs> oh. Of course, you know, we were in Lima, which has it's made up of 43 districts, 11 million people citywide, each district with a mayor, and then there's a mayor of mayors. And we were told not to go to certain areas, and we didn't. Mm-mm. So I guess there's that too. But Coastal city. I mean, but it was beautiful it's in its beautiful. own right. Yeah. Oh, and Fantastic. that's really before the adventures, you know, really started. And that was an incredible city. I felt like the entire trip kept building up. Me too. Even after Machu Picchu, which, of course, walking in, you know, turning the corner, seeing it for the first time, you cry because of the beauty of it. You take all your pictures. You go up higher, take more pictures. You go down, you explore, you take your hour and a half hike, you look back, there you are, 2,000 feet above it. It's gorgeous. But then even beyond that, I was excited because I knew we were going to Cusco, 12,000 feet up. Oh, incredible city. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But let's talk about that hike that you said you cried on. Cried on that. That We went to the Sun Gate, and that was a wonderful experience. How long was that hike? An hour? Hour and 15. Hour and 15 minutes. One way. Straight up. Pretty and much, uh, yeah. pretty much the girls were, you know, trekking in front of us and um, it was pretty steep and part of the Incan Trail. Yes. We had friends who just days before had been four days and three nights or maybe five days and four nights on the Incan Trail. Yes, they were much tougher than we yeah. were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was not what we were into. Uh, no. We can blame it on the kids, but no, we wouldn't have done that anyway. That's right. But anyway, the sun gates this little teeny cliff cleft. At the top of this mountain range, up behind Machu Picchu, which actually Machu Picchu is the mountain in front of Machu Picchu, not the one you see in all the pictures. That's Huayna Picchu. Um, but we went to this little cleft, and we looked way down on the Machu Picchu Citadel, and it looked tiny. It did look tiny. That's when it was really rewarding that we had just 
perspired breathlessly at the top of the mountain. It was gorgeous. I mean, just gorgeous. It was a radically gorgeous reminder of how out of shape I am. Oh, please. Just how it really was a reminder to me about how small we are in this whole world and how many things that we have not seen yet that we need to uh, go and experience. Yeah. I'm excited about traveling with you. Oh, I love traveling with you. I do too. You are really fun. And it doesn't matter. We got a flat tire on the way to the airport. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. We got through it. Did great. We did. No big deal. No stress. No problem. No problem. One of the airlines looked at one of our suitcases. We did all carry-on, by the way. We should do a whole other episode on the importance of doing carry-on only travel. We're not going to do a podcast on that. But by the way, the suitcase he's talking about would be mine. Joy got 10 days worth of travel in a carry-on suitcase, but one of these Peruvian airlines said, oh, that is way too big. I'm like, what are you talking about, lady? This is nothing. She made her check it, but in every other flight, including the same airline coming to that city, it was totally fine. Yes. I was very proud of myself. Yeah. That does not happen. Carry-on travel is the way to go. It really was nice, and we (laughs) avoided so many long lines because of it. Especially customs. You have converted me, babe. I'm proud of you. Uh, Really. Thank you. We just did a high five. Yeah, I'm I'm proud of you because that's not easy. Thank you, babe. Anyway, good stuff. That was a great trip. But what it did in part was remind me of a couple things. Number one, how uh, flexible and laid back you are. Oh, And secondly, it really, I think, defined and redefined the depth of our friendship because, you know, we've often said that we would do really well on like The Amazing Race, you know, the television show where people are having to race for some prize and they're having to depend only on each other. I truly believe we would do well on that because we are both adventurous. We're very hardy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. We, we will pretty much do anything. People would be very surprised at some of the things that we've done. Yeah, I think so too. So, I yeah, too. I think we would do well. And you're such a, a great traveler and, and we do well together and, and we do a, just kind of roll with the punches. Yeah. And we're there just for the experience. And whatever happens, just it happens it's, and it's, it's great. Roll with it. Roll with it. Let's talk about Hiram Bingham. So uh, Hiram or, yeah, Bingham was is the name of the American explorer, North American explorer, who discovered Machu Picchu in 1911 and uh, Peru Rail which is one of two rail companies in Peru, has uh, partnered with Belmont to create this kind of like five-star train train experience. When it's one of the top 10 train, train rides, rides in the world. In the world. And it was something. Awesome. <laughs> so we took it from uh, Aguas Calientes, which is south, which is just below Machu Picchu, like 30 minutes down the mountain, uh, to Cusco, up, so it's up to 11,000 feet. And we had already traveled to Machu Picchu in the daytime on the Vista Dome, which is a train that has glass on the ceiling. So you can see all the Andes mountains around you. So awesome. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Girls fell asleep. They did. We have pictures. But so did did Jose Carlos, (laughs) our tour guide. We have pictures of that too. (laughs) But coming back in the dark was the Hiram Bingham train where there's a five-course meal. There's a live band. There's a bar with all drinks included. There's dancing. There is a um, full view um, caboose car of wood and brass that you can sit in. And if it's daytime, you can see out and you can stand on the outside. It was just, it's exquisite. Joy, of course, got her dance on in front of, I don't know, there are probably 40 
people in the bar car did not have a choice dancing hotel california johnny be good and then there was this one song that they played where they hand a tambourine to someone and that person does like a 30 second dance of some kind Yeah, it's not just a short little dance it's for a long time and then you pass it on the middle of this train just absolutely just getting it getting it getting your dance on where'd you go babe well, I videoed you. Yes. And then um, quickly felt, oh, gosh, I think I need to use the restroom. So I went to the restroom in the back of the bar car. And, like, how long did you stay there? Because, like, that dance part kind of took, like, 30 minutes. Time is so how long but an you illusion. How long? Well, I was back there long enough to just, you know, go to the potty. And then I came back out. And I and watched from the hide. transitions. <laughs> and then I noticed... That you were going to come back there at some point and get me, which you did. Oh, but it would not have been me to volunteer you to dance. No. It would have been others because you just look so inviting. <laughs> you do. Such a terrible dancer. No, but I couldn't believe you hid in the pot. Yeah, I did. Really? I did. Saw you coming and I told the porter lady, I was like, I'm going back in the bathroom. My wife's coming. Oh, She's gonna everybody listening, give him hell for that. <laughs> yeah, I should have. I don't know why. I just, you know. I don't, I don't have any confidence in my dancing skills. Oh, However, babe, had I just remembered to do the great. speed skater, maybe a shuffle. You're never going to see those people again. No, I didn't care about that. It was you. It was I'm, you. Oh, my gosh, babe. I would have been just absolutely yelling and screaming <laughs> and just really encouraging you. It was on. really fun. You were awesome. Well, I, I'm glad your recording didn't work because in my mind, I think I was really good. You were good. And the girls told me that I didn't embarrass them. Which so tells you you were good. That is all I needed. I great knew experience. you would think it was good. Oh, yeah. You're amazing. But great. that was a great experience and, and one that I'll never forget as well. Yeah. And what a crowd. I mean, everybody was so excited to be there and they were all into the moment and that was really fun. It was. It was mm-hmm. wonderful. So that was that was another top highlight uh, of the trip was that train ride. It was about three hours and 45 minutes when you got off, the whole crew was standing in a line on both sides of the aisle on the platform applauding. Oh, how and sweet was that? Someone was blowing into a conch. Yes. It was the sweetest. I, I mean, mean. They think of everything. They really do. Everybody treated us so well. It was awesome. And Cusco. I mean, we really didn't talk about Cusco, but that was an amazing city. Very artsy, a lot oh, of music, yeah. a lot of history, a lot of Incan history. I mean, and all the houses up on the mountains. It was just gorgeous. Our hotel was an old Incan palace turned into a monastery, turned into a hotel. Oh. So it was really pretty. Yes. Gosh, amazing. You need to go. Go to Peru. Go to Peru. Friends, do it. But back to your friendships. You know, we would not have had as good of a time if we didn't get along so well. Yeah. And I truly, truly enjoyed you. Yeah, I enjoyed you too, really. You're a lot of fun, and you're so a lot of fun you. to travel with, and you're very easy. Well, you too, and and I know you work so hard, and when you get away, you truly let loose and let go, and you don't worry about time, and you enjoy the moment. We we both put up our phones, and, yeah. and we're just together. Yeah. And the adventure is great. Yeah, it was great. So thank you for that. It was great. No, thank you too. It was wonderful. I loved it. Loved every minute of it. And it reminds me of how important friendship is in marriage. Mm-hmm. Because I think it is the bottom floor. I think it's the subfloor underneath admiration and fondness and respect and trust, honesty, yeah. commitment. It's your core. It's friendship. Yeah. 
because it's the thing you lean on when there when other things become thin. Yeah. Or the air becomes thin or difficulties rise. It's important to have a friendship in there. And you know, traveling with someone will let you know. Because oh, we, we saw so many people who were older, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of people on this trip are older, like I think of for whatever reason. And we noticed a lot of them didn't talk very much to one another. Yeah, that makes me sad. Makes me I sad mean, and too. we were like belly laughing at meals. I mean, the girls, we were crying. We mm-hmm. were laughing so hard. And they're looking at us like, oh, my gosh. And we got so many compliments from people because they would say, wow, how nice is it that you're having an experience with your children? And little did they know it was only half of them. Yeah. And, you know, no phones. You're laughing. You're talking. It's, you know, just a constant conversation and how lucky we are. Yeah, I kept thinking that there's there are people who are mad at us, and then the next day they come up to us and say, hey, we sat by you at dinner, and we just want to compliment you and your kids and how engaged they were, and they weren't on their phones, and how much fun y'all seemed to have, and that was really moving. I mean, we're not even going to talk about the fact that you thought people would be mad at us. Really? Yeah, I always think people are mad. Oh, pshaw. I never do. Yeah. Well, sometimes you're right. <laughs> sometimes you're right. Exactly. <laughs> So friendship, what do you think makes for proper, solid, sustainable friendship? Well, I think it has to do... In marriage specifically. In marriage specifically? Well, respect, enjoying one's company, not... um, Oh... That, I mean, back to what we've talked about, about the 100%, 100% that you both give your all and you're both your your own self and you get to enjoy that. And, and the differences that you have in your personality is something that you respect and love about that other person. Mm-hmm. Right. What about you? Um, I think that it is about, it's about liking someone. Mm-hmm. It's about... Choosing someone whose faults you know and understand and can fully accept without any hesitation or reservation and someone whom you can truly enjoy. And it's not just about common interests or same mind or it's it's just as much about uh, respect and listening and understanding and acceptance. Well, and vulnerability with each other. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, for instance, I was nervous about the altitude, and I let you know that, and you were so sweet to me about it. And you didn't make it into a big deal, but you are very supportive of it. And, I mean, that there's a lot to be said for that. And it gave me a lot of comfort, and I really appreciated it. Well, thank you. It's just nice to be able to show your... Full self, you it's know. It's unreal, really. Yeah. To be able to show your full self and not hesitate to do so and to know that you're accepted and, and, and approved and loved no matter what. Yeah. Not despite, but, but because. because of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. But that then makes, it, it begs the question, what about friendships outside of relationships? I knew like you were going to say that. Well, we've talked about this too, and we have friendships, seasons, reasons, and lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I think that both of us, not being from Owensboro, and well, me, for instance, moving a lot in my childhood, I don't have those lifetime friendships. I have friendships from pretty much you know, when I was in Houston from high school on, I have those, but they aren't, they are not lifetime. And 
That is just something I've had to accept. Yeah, I have a couple of friends, really, uh, yeah, one or two friends from growing up years that we don't talk very much. If we did, we pick up where we left off. But as I've talked about before, I don't. I'm I'm with you. Being from another town, Virginia Beach, not having um, adult friends from my childhood anywhere near me, it's it's basically just kind of making do. Yeah. And the nature of my work makes it, I think, difficult for me to have a lot of friendships because, you know, I have, it's, it's just an occupational hazard, I think. Well, at least you have that excuse. I don't have that. Well. I was uh, no, a fixer. Yeah, I've you always were a giver. Been, yes, a giver. that's right. And I would try to fix people. And I mm. was always there for them. And I would try to help them in any way and talk them through, you know, things that they were going through. And What happened when you stopped giving and maybe needed something in oh, return? They were like, oh, yeah, that's not how our friendship goes. So I'm out. Yeah. That's, you know, that was hard. It, I, I think I'm a better person because of it. And I'm actually... I would never thought I would have said this when I was going through it, but I'm happier and I've learned a lot because of it and I'm thankful for it. Mm -hmm. But it was hard at the time. I even had a friend and I was really close to this friend that said when I was upset one day um, and I tried to talk to her and, and she wouldn't have anything to do with it. And the next time I saw her, we were running and she was like, you know, I just don't want to get into the, um, I don't want to. I don't want to go below the surface with people because it gets too messy and it makes me uncomfortable. And I was like, "Really?" Because like I've gone through the trenches with you and mm-hmm. everything with you and your family and all that you have going on, but I have one little tiny dip, and you're like, "Oh nope, can't go there." It was really something. That's really sad. It was sad. And then from then on, I, I knew where I stood. And and then I, you know, had my armor on. Yeah. So, But that was supposedly one of my really good friends. Mm. So that's sad. It is sad. Yeah. It's sad. And I think it's um, indicative of people's neediness mm-hmm. and they're wanting to take and they're not having the capacity to give. I think finding friends who are givers and not just takers, and being ourselves givers and not just takers, I think that's a, a very difficult dynamic, and it's a, it's a thin line. I don't know a whole lot of people who aren't takers. Yeah. Recently, I have definitely come into the company of um, a couple of men who are um, definitely working hard to be um, mutual, Yes. which is really nice. Mm-hmm. I know that you have... I have too, and I'm I'm really happy for you, by the way, and I am very happy to have cultivated some really great friendships that I think will be lifetime too. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm happy for you too. Thank I you. I think that's really nice, and it does have very real potential. But, you know, we go into that cautiously mm-hmm. um, because we want to make sure that we stay healthy and n- don't become needy, don't become fixers, don't try to do for others what they should do for themselves, Don't the silver rule. Too fast. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we both tend to do. I know I do. I do too. Um, tend to jump in pretty fast, with, you know, both feet in the deep end and then get frustrated when no one's there when I come back up for air. So. Right. So I, I think 
um, you know, this is as much uh, a word, uh, a cautionary word about fake friendships. Because I have talked to so many people recently who are lamenting that those whom they thought were good, good friends, it has been discovered that they are maybe not quite as good. Seems like that happens in your 40s. Mm, yeah. These, what do you think? These people are in their 40s. Yeah. I mean, it really, that seems to be when it happens. I wonder if that's because, uh, you know, we we do with children and watching our children go through things and we know who we are. We get to the point where we're not interested in um, bending or flexing who we are. It's just, you know, this is who, this is me. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, great. Um, and maybe some people don't get to that point. Well, and I think it also has to do with life experiences and things start to happen during those age, during that age, whether it's that you're taking care of a family member or, you know, just things aren't as rainbow colored and rose colored glasses kind of life has gotten a hold of you and you understand a little bit more. Mm. I think that's true. And I also think that there's some socioeconomic stuff in there too. Yeah, that's good. That um, maybe there are some some users and some takers who... And chameleons, mm-hmm. people who try to take on you, you know, who you are. Yes. and you're, Yeah, Hairstyle, I've had that... car type. Yeah, I've had that a lot throughout my life. Yeah, shared likes and mm-hmm. dislikes. Yeah, I, Just try to be who... Me. Yeah. Instead of them. Yeah, I, I don't know get people that. who have tried to be you too, yeah. which is interesting. I, I haven't had that as much, <clears throat> as as much as I've had more kind of a competitive. Yeah, yours is more competitive. Yeah, I, and I don't know if that's um, gender related at all, but definitely there have been people who have been wanting to be close and then have been very competitive. Well, they're missing out if they're not friends with you, babe. Well, ditto to you, and I think. I, I think I agree. people, yeah, I think people know that about you, though. I think they know that, that they're missing out. Well, I don't know about that. I, well, that's why I'm saying it. Well, I know sweet. for sure. But, you know, can't be deep, long-lasting, lifelong friendships with everybody mm-hmm. um, or friends with everybody. But I, I do think there's something to be said about being kind and hospitable and compassionate and empathic to everyone we meet and then investing in a couple of people. And, you know, hoping and sometimes it's going to work and sometimes it's not. But I don't want to not invest because I'm afraid that it's not going to work out like that. I've never. Oh, been and type. I don't think we're like that at all. No, but I would rather have, you know, one um, handful of people that I'm close to than to say that I am, you know, popular. No, I mean, yeah. that that's and one that's thing something yeah. we're instilling in our children too. Absolutely. We don't care about that, but but get to know and and be very close and thoughtful and loving to the people that you have invested time with and that you respect and love and yeah. and want to, um, you know, have a great relationship with. Yeah, one or two really really tight mm-hmm. close people. Yes, I think if you can say you have one or two really good friends, you that's saying something more than what a lot of people can say. I agree. So good good stuff there. So this is a word for friendship, for honest, authentic, vulnerable, transparent friendship. Yes, and and get outside of Owensboro and, you know, see different cultures. and Yeah, speak different languages and try different foods and watch people who live and breathe and dress and vote 
differently. That's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's the great that's another great thing about traveling. Yeah. So I want to encourage everyone to do it. There are a lot of places in the United States that need to be seen. Don't have to just get on a plane and hop continents. No. It's just to get out of Owensboro and see what's out there. Yeah. I think it's important to get out of Owensboro. And I think it's important to get out of Owensboro without going with people from Owensboro. <laughs> but we are different in that we aspect. Are. We're not in that. But that's okay. That style, that's not kind of our style to travel with a lot of people that we know. It's just not our thing. I'd no. like to... I like to be able to have an appreciation for things and for people. And when you go away, you do tend to have an appreciation. But if you're always together, it's kind of hard. Somehow, though, and I guess that's true in families, true, but too. But I enjoy our, as a family, going places, local or, or distant. I think it, it gives me a better sense of who everybody in the family is. And That's good bonding. Yeah, it's good. Good memory making, good stuff. I like it. I love it. I appreciate the you, and I appreciate our trip, and it was uh, it was truly an incredible experience. Well, it's really nice to travel with your best friend. Yeah. So thank you for that. Thank you I too. Completely enjoyed you. Me too. I enjoyed you too. Thank That's you. Good. You're welcome. And uh, thank you for being my friend. Oh, well, ditto. I like you. I like you too, and I love you. I love you. <laughs> So we're going to continue to work on uh, on us while you work on you. Either we will or we'll die trying. Uh-huh. I'm Jonathan Carroll. And I'm Joy. This is episode 104 of You'll Die Trying. Mwah. <laughs>